1: Welcome back to the Junkyard Dogcast, everybody. I'm Jake Rowe with Dogs 24-7. With me, Kip Adams and Rusty Mansell, also of Dogs 24-7. And uh, NBA Jam style, Georgia is on fire in recruiting here at the end of March. Uh, Three big-time commitments now here in the last week. Malachi Starks last week. uh, You had uh, Jalen Walker over the weekend. And then now – the newest Jordan James, four-star running back out of Murfreesboro, Tennessee, Oakland High School, uh, G- big-time Georgia target, uh, and and we're going to talk about him. We're going to talk about Jalen Walker because Rusty and Kip have already talked to you about Malachi Starks, and uh, we're going to kind of talk about some of the things that that are around these commitments and what's left and and what it means and and you know kind of what Georgia's doing right now on the recruiting trail. But let's jump right in. To Jordan James and, and Rusty. Um, this is a big commitment, in my opinion, because it's pretty clear that Georgia would like to take a couple running backs in this class. You got Lavoisier Carroll working at defensive back, Georgia's lone running back signee from last class. He, he's already on campus and he's working at defensive back. So wh- what are your thoughts on Jordan James as a prospect and, and just in general, this get for Georgia?
2: You know, you look at him and you're starting to see a trend with Dale McGee. I mean, Del McGee likes a bigger back. I mean, it's, that's just the way it's going to be with him. Uh, this kid's, you know, five foot 10, 205 pounds plus uh, out of Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Uh, a guy that probably, uh, maybe, you know, when Tennessee's rocking and rolling, um, is a class, as it would be very hard to come into a state like that, get a prospect. But, uh, you know, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Tennessee, all those guys are involved here. But Del McGee likes a guy, and, and 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 again, watching you know him the last couple of years and how he recruits, he likes the guys that can that can pound it and break tackles. And when you watch the, the the tape on Jordan James, you know I, I think one of our board subscribers had a good you know comparison. He's he's got some swift to him. He's a you know he's a, a thick lower body with ability to, to change the direction. He doesn't have the home run speed. I wouldn't think that that Swift has based off. What I've seen don't necessarily say he's slow. He's he's laser four six, which is really, really good uh come out of high school. Uh but when you when you look at him, the ability to break tackles, vision, all those things. Uh he's gonna have the body to square up a linebacker in an ISO blocking situation. He catches a ball in the backfield. Uh, I just think that he's he's a Dell McGee guy. He's a guy that you wanna look at um, as a guy that can stick it up in there or he can he can get on the edge and hurt you in the perimeter, but just another big time back and another big recruiting win for Georgia.
1: Yeah, I see I see a multiple Georgia backs in this guy. I mean, I, I see that quickness and that elusiveness that you talk about there with Swift. Um so I I think that's there. I see that vision and and uh kind of that one cut ability that that I, uh, Elijah Holyfield had uh at Georgia. Um you know, I see some power. I mean, there, there's just a lot of things to like about him and you know, he he's over 1,700 yards as a senior, broke off a 81-yard run, scored 26 touchdowns, averaged almost 10 a carry. Um, in, in and in, in one of the more competitive, you know, areas there in Tennessee, in that Nashville area, um, I know it's not, you know, it's not quite the state of Georgia or Texas or California uh, in that regard, but not even Alabama as far as recruiting Florida. Uh, but but it's it's especially in that area they're they're really competitive. There's a lot of well coached football with some talent and some really good players have come out of there. Uh, Kip, is there you got any comparison or any breakdown here of of Jordan James and kind of what this commitment means for Georgia's class?
3: I mean, you guys have both mentioned you know multiple Georgia backs and I mean I got to mention another one. I, I I see a little bit of Kenny Mac in there just because of his footwork and his vision. You know, a lot of times you see guys that really check all the boxes athletically, you know, guys that can run 10-6, 100s, you know, have, have great strength numbers, great explosiveness numbers. But when they when they get the football, it looks like they're running with their head down. You know, they can't they can't see the blocks developing. And I just think that that's something that Jordan James brings to the table. Just like Kenny McIntosh uh, most of the time – and also, it's just he's a guy that you can get the football in, in multiple ways. I, I think that you can give him the, him the ball in the inside game. You know, he's a great uh, running back when you're running the trap, you know, kicking it outside. And in the passing game, you know, he, he's showing soft hands, but also he's showing that he's outstanding in pass protection and blitz pickup, and, I mean, that, that'll get you on the field early. So – I just think as, as a guy that you, you know is going to be able to step in and, and help your football team, Jordan James gives him that. And I think that Del McGee keyed in on this guy early on and and made him a priority. And I, I think it was pretty clear that that Georgia was not going to be beating his recruitment. Uh, he told me several months ago that, you know, it, it was Georgia, and I, I couldn't really think of a, a number two program. So, you know, I put that crystal ball in, uh, I believe, last month, but – I think this is a recruitment where Georgia led for a, a pretty good long time, and and really there there wasn't really a number two school overall, just because Georgia kind of lapped the field.
1: Just a really good football player, I think, and and you brought up that that ability to pass, protect, and catch the ball out of the backfield. That's those are some just some football player attributes, and I'm not saying that guys who aren't adept at that coming out of high school aren't good football players. Maybe they haven't just been asked asked to do it a lot, but. You know, sometimes you just got a guy who can kind of step out there and do whatever you need him to do. And and he seems like, and and obviously I haven't seen him in person and nobody really has in, in a good while, um, that that he, he seems like the kind of guy that's there. And he also kind of seems like the kind of guy to me that he's gonna get on campus and he'll probably shave a half tenth off that 40 or whatever, and probably be in a in a four-five guy. I mean, I listen, I know. Everybody wants Sony Michelle, Todd Gurley, and, you know, Nick Chubb, and and these guys who are going to break off 80, 90-yard runs at, at, at the college level. And I think that, that you have to bring into – you know, have to take into account how, you know, yeah, those guys are guys to get excited about, but there are plenty of guys who don't necessarily have those attributes who maybe don't even necessarily go on to have long-storied NFL careers – that are fantastic college running backs. And and I get the vibe that, you know, Jordan James can be one of those guys. And listen, George is probably almost certainly not done at running back in this class, right, Rusty?
2: Absolutely not. We talked about it before we came on the show here a little between us and a guy that, you know, we all are very high on Branson Robinson running back out of Mississippi you know, I'm not anybody's follow my work. I'm just not really that comparison guy. It's hard for me to put that on kids, especially this one. But, you know, we we've all covered him. We know this kid, um, know this man now. But when you watch Branson Robinson, what we know about him, what we see about him, man, that's a lot of Nick Chubb there. Freaky in the weight room, one of the strongest players in Mississippi. I think he just won the state championship and the weightlifting for his class. Uh, You watch him, everything we hear about him, you know, certainly that is a very high priority. So if Georgia were to come out of this class with those two guys and, you know, the elephant in the room is is Justice Haynes in the 2023 class. I mean, he is a, he is a can't miss guy. He's an in-state guy. He's a Georgia Bulldog legacy. He is an elite, elite running back. Somebody I'm just sky high on. So, you know, you're staring down, uh, let's, let's expand a little. If Georgia finishes Jordan James, Branson Robinson, and can add Justice Haynes with those guys uh, down the line in Athens, I don't know that Del McGee going anywhere anytime soon, because it would be hard to walk away from a room like that.
1: Well, they already ponied up and paid him $800,000 to be the running got, backs coach and running he gets, coordinator. He gets those
2: three. So. He, he might get another comment there. <laughs> I mean,
1: dude is making – I mean, it was funny, you know, 10 years ago, shoot, five, six years ago, you may have not have seen – you know, the majority office of coordinators in the country weren't making that money. And now Georgia's got a running backs coach who's making that money. And he's doing that because he has recruited at an elite level. He recruits other positions at an elite level – um, not necessarily just running back, but I mean, he's he's gotten quarterbacks and receivers and defensive linemen and defensive backs and played a big role in all of those uh, recruitments. That's why he's he's doing he's making that money and making that money also because he's got Georgia. You look at the crystal ball, the twenty four seven sports crystal ball. Five of the six picks for Branson Robinson. This is a kid out of out of Madison, Mississippi, Germantown High School. Georgia's got five of the six. And, and, you know, it's that's why Del McGee is, you know, the so highly paid and so highly sought after. And there's almost a, a not necessarily a rumor that he's going somewhere because I don't want it to make it seem like Del McGee shopping himself every offseason. I don't think that's the case. Um, but, you know, you go out to California and you get Kendall Milton and you make a really good evaluation. You grab a guy like Kenny McIntosh and you've got Georgia in the mix for top running back prospect year after year after year. And there, you've said it before, Rusty, there's no – points for second place, but Georgia's a factor with any back they want to be a factor with for the most part, and it's because of Dale McGee, and uh, and he's got Jordan James, and he's got a, got Georgia in a good spot to get Branson Robinson. Um, Kip, how important is it for Georgia to get a second back in this class, in your opinion?
3: Uh, I think it's crucial. I think, that you know, we talked about this in the last cycle that we thought it was really important for, you know, Georgia to if they don't land two in the last cycle to definitely land two in this cycle. And I mean, you look at, you just look at Georgia's depth chart right now. It's, it's a position that you've, you know, you've never really had much concern. It's been a while since George's depth at running backs really been tested, but with them set to, I mean, we have to assume that, you know, Zamir White and, and James Cook, we, you know, this is their last season after that you know, you you really don't know what you have as far as having a feature back. You've seen guys that have kind of showed flash some potential. I, I mentioned Kenny McIntosh, you know, you know they got Kendall Milton and and uh with Lavassier Carroll working at cornerback, you know, Dijon Edwards in there as well. You you could potentially just not have a guy who's your true number one coming into 2022. You know, we're talking about a potential, you know, actual just running back competition to see who can kind of emerge as that main guy. And I think that, you know, it, it's it's definitely crucial for Georgia to, to stack that room as much as possible. They're always going to feature the position heavily, you know, in their offense, and they're always going to want uh, plenty of depth. And this is going to be maybe, you know, the biggest – question mark as far as running back depth that we kind of had under Kirby Smart. I mean, they're, they'll have numbers if they land two in this class, but you just, we're not there. As of right now, it's going to be a question mark unless we see a guy like Kendall Milton or if Kenny comes through this season and is asked to be that guy, if they, if they showcase that they can do that, you know, be a 15, 20 touch a a game uh, player for Georgia. So I think right now it's crucial that position, you know, as as you guys have said, I think Branson Robinson is a guy that Georgia really likes. I think they've made him a priority uh, throughout this cycle, just like Jordan James. And I, I consider Georgia the front runner for Branson Robinson. And, and you look at the other programs involved with him, you know, whether it's Oregon, LSU, Alabama, Clemson's in the mix as well. Georgia's in a good spot right now. But right now with his recruitment it looks like he's going to like most re- prospects right now he wants to take his visits and if he's able to do so in june you know that could be huge for georgia because he could be a guy that maybe decides to pull the trigger before the season before his senior season or early in the senior season you definitely would want to get him on board uh, as soon as possible to kind of lock that position up. You know, if he ends up being the guy for Georgia, I I think they are well-positioned in 2022 to have uh, a very well-stocked running back room and have kind of a guy, uh, multiple, you know, types of running backs that can do whatever they want to do, whatever Todd Munkin wants to do on offense.
1: Yeah, it's almost like uh, if Zamir White and James Cook do leave after – the 2021 season georgia will be back to where it was in 2020 where you're almost hitting the reset button in the backfield you feel good about your options but there are no um guys there that have actually carried the load at that point unless something happens this year and kendall milton or kenny mcintosh or dijon edwards do end up carrying the load so yeah you're you're definitely looking at the potential to to kind of not necessarily hit the reset button at the the running back position but uh, you're, in a, you're in a state of transition there. And, and you still feel good about the guys that are there. But, again, it goes back to on-field performance and and proof that they can carry the load. And Kendall Milton and Kenny McIntosh have both developed a little bit of an injury history in their, their short times at Georgia. So that's something to keep an eye on as well. Uh, let's take a break real quick, and we're going to talk about the commitment Georgia got over the weekend and how it kind of came about and what it means uh, when you look at the past couple classes because Georgia –
2: so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
0: Selling a little or a lot? Podcast all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast.
1: All right, guys. Jalen Walker. All right. This one happened fast, it seemed like. I mean days. all of a sudden, you know, it's all like Clemson Clemson Clemson. Georgia, Georgia, Georgia commits to Georgia. Bam, it's over. Uh, Rusty, can you kind of give us some insight on Jalen Walker and that
2: recruitment? Well, <clears throat> that was one that kind of came out of nowhere, honestly. Uh, and the kid, you know, played it close to the vest for for everything. And um, started hearing early last week, and that Georgia potentially could be the team for him. Now, I didn't have enough to come out on the board say last Monday and say that Georgia's the team, but. I kind of wanted to relate it to the to the board that Georgia is is in this thing more than people are even giving credit because going into last week it it sounded like it was all Clemson from every angle every crystal ball every person in the media it was all Clemson and you know his dad has a close relationship with, with two guys on that staff I mean he's a he's a college coach himself at Catawba and uh, you know it just seemed like it was Clemson. And I started hearing a little bit different. And me and Steve Wilfong got together Thursday, I guess, at some point and talked. And we started comparing notes pretty quick from different angles. And it didn't take long to put together that, hey, Georgia is probably the team here. Um, But I will say this. I made a note this morning on the board that he did confirm with us um, he actually sent me a DM when I was live on the air with Malachi Starks and I got off the air and I had a DM from him asking me, he said, look, I'm going to Georgia. Can you come up Sunday and cover? Well, I knew that we were doing it on CBS HQ. Plus I had a camp. So I just explained to him, but I knew Thursday, well, we are Thursday night. So we check around, uh, you know, I kind of make some calls and, he didn't tell Georgia staff. He didn't tell anybody until uh, Sunday. So, the coachings, I, mean, I know they're aware of these crystal balls and those types of things, but I would imagine the Georgia staff was a little bit antsy going into that that uh, broadcast because you, if, I mean, if you don't know, you don't know. I mean, 100%, but it's crazy. But he is a very, very sharp young man. I think uh, one of our posters put it on the board, too, from Bill Curlic, a guy that's been in the business for a long time. When Bill Kirlic told that story from our Ohio State that he covered Randy Moss, that tells you how long he's been in this business. Uh, that was a great story. one that we heard out in San Antonio, but you know, you look at a kid like this—he's the everyday backer. He's a college coach's son. He's a high academic, high character kid. Uh, you cannot say enough. I saw today where t- today Monday is Glenn Schumann's birthday. You want to talk about a great early Christmas uh, birthday present? Yesterday, uh, landing him. So, you know. Georgia keeping that linebacker room stacked, and this was a major, major recruiting win. And I talked about it last week. I mean, that's the team that really Clemson has really been a thorn in the side of Georgia. And you're starting to see, you know, Jake and Kip. We we've all seen some battles that Georgia's lost, and it was kind of a trend. They were losing Miles Murphy, Brian Burrisi, Andrew Booth. Um, that was the one team that was really Kyler McMichael originally. That was a team that was really. Winning the majority of the battles. But now you go back and look at Kamari Lassiter. Uh, you look at um, Kamari Lassiter. You look at Nylon Green. Um, you you look at um, this this one with Jalen Walker. I mean, Georgia's starting to win their fair share against Clemson, and that's really good news from Georgia Bulldogs.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, uh, Arian Smith was another one that, that yep, Georgia yep. was able to win over that one. They lost Barrett Carter. This was almost like a – you almost In feel fact, like this was, Baroness
2: Barrett-Carter, yes, that was a right. that was major recruiting battle that, that Clemson definitely won.
1: And this is almost like a, you know, I don't want to make it seem like something but it's not because I'm sure there's not – you know all this hatred and vitriol here, but you know it's almost like a punch back a little bit for for Barrett Carter because they came into Georgia's backyard and got him, and then Georgia reaches up into the Carolinas and gets Jalen Walker. And obviously none of that's final. Georgia's gonna have to get him to sign and all that stuff. But uh, I was really impressed listening to him talk. Um, I, I I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, he uh, you know he he just kind of had this way about him that that seemed like it you know there was a full blown adult talking is sure. like a 27 28 year old man um I mean, him, you know him and Starks both
2: him and Starks both If you watch those two kids and, and their commitments and we've been doing this for years you see how polished those two were uh and their deliveries their announcements yeah,
1: funny thing about Starks, I didn't get to say this on the podcast because uh, I wasn't available when you guys uh, were able to do it. But uh, I actually got paired up playing golf with a guy here a couple weeks ago, and we got to talking about Malachi Starks. And uh, you know, his son uh, runs track over at uh, over at Jefferson High School, and he said, "Man, y'all got y'all got Malachi listed at whatever it was, 6'2", 200, He goes. I listen if that kid that if that kid doesn't seem like if you stand next to him and he doesn't seem like at least 20 pounds heavier than that, uh, you know, I'll be shocked if you ever if you ever do get next to him and you don't think man, his cat's bigger than he's listed at because he's a he's a big, really impressive kid and and comes from good stock, good home. And um, it's really uh, it's it's a really impressive get for Georgia to get him for them to get Jalen Walker. Uh, Kip, where do you see Jalen Walker fitting at Georgia? Uh, because he's listed as an outside linebacker, is, is he an outside linebacker for George's? And the inside linebacker.
3: First off, nice humble brag on the golf time. Uh, congrats to you, Jake. If <laughs> if anyone deserves some 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 time out in the greens, it's you. Uh, you know. Hey, they not there's not a whole lot of green out there right now, yeah. not yet. <laughs> but you know, just touching on uh, Jalen Walker, I, I think yeah, I got to uh, add there that. I mean, he's a, he's a coach's son, and it kind of shows. So with uh, his dad, Curtis Walker, uh, being the coach at Catawba College and also being a former coach at Coastal Carolina, I just thought that was interesting. That's what really stood out to me just on the earlier interviews with him, just the fact that Jalen Walker's a, a rare prospect who took in a Georgia game back in 2011. So I think – you know, 10 years ago, not a lot of uh, kids in the 2022 class, you know, had spent a lot of time in Athens, but but he did. So he got to see the the in-game experience, you know, very early. And also just he knows, you know, what it takes to, to be in a football program. So I think you mentioned Malachi Starks and, and, and Jalen Walker. George is getting two guys that, you know, I think are prime for, you know, leadership roles in Georgia's defense moving forward which you know Kirby Smart is always looking for guys who can be be leaders you know in in his locker room and on his football team it's a question that gets asked to him often and a lot of times you know he may not have an answer for that early in the spring and he wants to see who can step up I think these are two guys who can come in and kind of Work themselves into that role pretty early on. I think, as far as uh, Jalen Walker's role at Georgia, while I do like him at inside linebacker, you know he does he does have that frame. I think he's you know kind of six two and a half. Maybe put a guy that on a good day might might measure in at six three. I, I think that he brings a little bit of versatility to the table, and in a lot of his film, You know, he is a guy that's, that's spending time on the edge. And, and kind of walking up and, and maybe, you know, giving the quarterback something to think about a little bit there. But I, I think that right now, if you're Glenn Schumann, you're fighting for him to be inside. You know, you're, you're kind of fighting up a little bit with, with Dan Lanning there. But I, I think that you slide him in at inside linebacker. But in certain situations, yeah, you line, up, you line him up outside as well. You know, I think he does bring that versatility to the table, and I, I think that's something Kermery Spark loves. He doesn't want you guys to, you know, any of us to, to box his players into certain roles, into, you know, into certain fits. He wants guys that can kind of fit into, into multiple situations and, and give him some scheme versatility. And I I think Jalen Walker kind of gives that just like Malachi Starks, you know, might give that as an athlete, a guy that can play up at the line of scrimmage or, you know, play star, play safety. So I think both of these guys that George is getting are, you know, guys that can get can play in multiple fronts and multiple looks really like Jalen Walker's athleticism. I think uh, you look at his he's got some basketball film out there. The guy can really go up and get it. Uh, I think, you know, he's got out, outstanding uh, vertical leap. And that's something you, you love, too, because he's going to spend some time dropping back into coverage here and there. You, you want a guy that can that can play the tight end, that could play the, the inside receiver if need be and, and not get exposed. And I, I think that, you know, he, he brings that ability as well. So I, I think overall it's a guy that quietly gives Georgia an outstanding, you know, inside linebacker group. You mentioned the last year's class, you know, if Smile Munden stays there, you know, Xavier sorry Sorey stays there, this CJ Washington, Jalen Walker, I'll take those guys, you know, overall head to head with any group. And I'll be hard pressed to pick a duo that I like more. I know that as far as ratings go right now, Xavier and, and, and Smile Munden get the edge there, but If I'm Georgia, I'm not worried one bit about C.J. Washington, Jalen Walker. They're going to come in, and they're going to push the linebacker group immediately.
1: You know, I don't know ultimately where Smile Munden and where Xavier and Sori end up or C.J. Washington or Jalen Walker, but I do know this. You take those four guys I just mentioned, and you combine them with Jamon Dumas-Johnson and Chaz Chambliss and Donovan Westmoreland – and Darius Smith, I mean, Georgia's ESPN less than a year ago, I believe it was last August, tab Georgia's linebacker U. And you look at the 2020 class when Georgia signed MJ Sherman and that was it at linebacker. I mean, they have come back in a major way. And I, and listen, I'm not saying that Georgia just missed out on, on everybody in the 2020 class. They were extremely selective. I mean, they were going after – Uh, Noah Sewell from out west they were going out going after Justin Flo and and all of these guys that, that I mean they were shooting for the moon for for linebackers in the 2020 class but they've come back in the past two classes shot for the moon again and hit at a high rate and you look at the the four line projected linebackers signing this class inside outside wherever they end up and the four they got in last class Rusty I mean this is one of the best two-year runs provided they get the guys this year to sign with them and maybe even add to it with maybe a guy like Jeremiah Alexander if they can get him or or someone else this is one of the most impressive two-year runs at linebacker that i've I've ever seen period not just at Georgia and and that to me I don't know man that 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 is that's as impressive as I've seen and one of the things that knocks my socks off about it is, I don't know where half of these guys are going to play. They can all play multiple positions, and and to me, that's that's huge for defense because that's a spot where you've got to have dudes now, right?
2: Yeah, you got to have people that can run, and we you know we talk about Adam Anderson being able to play outside back or being able to play star. Uh, you look at Xavier he's a guy could probably play inside outside. Smile Monday don't come off the edge. Some um, I just think when you look at kept <clears throat> talked about it, you look at a kid like Jalen Walker, you got to be able to. And and linebackers the position that has changed the most in the last 10 years. I mean, you used to want a guy 5'11, 240 pounds, six foot, two hundred and forty pounds to be able to take on those guards inside. And, you know, these thumper guys, and man, it used to be a thumper was a great deal. Now a thumper is like, oh man. Uh you gotta have sideline to sideline, be multiple, where you don't have to be substituted because these fast break offenses will catch you in mixed mix matches and try to, uh, you know, expose you some. So, you got to be able to do a lot of different things to stay on the field. I tell you, man, George has got some freaking speed coming in. Um, we haven't talked much about CJ Washington, young man, you know, right here beside me, but, you know, got his underarm results back last week. And I think he ran 4 with a 10-5 broad jump. I mean – the, that's flying and that's explosive and the kid's a 340 pound bencher um and, and i mean these guys can run and cj's a kid that can come off the edge and mean, 20 sacks in high school uh, a year ago so you know, these guys are multiple i think that's the biggest key is multiple be able to play different positions now uh in this scheme of kirby smart and and today's college football world against these offenses you better be able to play in space
1: got to and not only that you've got to have the ability for to be a chess piece a little bit because if the def, if the offense motions a certain way or changes the strength or or, or you know, causes you or, or brings something from from out wide and brings it down to a bunch. You need an inside linebacker that can slide out to the edge and rush from the edge. I mean, we've seen Georgia do it with N'Kobe Dean. Listen, N'Kobe Dean is probably 5'11", 225 pounds. He's not your ideal edge rush guy, but I've seen N'Kobe Dean run off the edge, uh, rush off the edge. I, I did a thing last year. Um, either last year or the year before where you know I, d- I did one of my film breakdowns and, and I noticed Nakobe Dean coming screaming off the edge, ducks up under an offensive tackle, gets pressure on the quarterback, forces a bad throw. It may have been on the play that Mark Webb intercepted uh, 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 Bo Nix in the Auburn game. I'm not 100% sure on that. But, you know, you've got to be able to move around and do different things, cover, rush, spy, and and all that stuff takes speed, all of it takes athleticism, it takes flexibility, and and that's what Georgia is looking for in linebackers now. And like you said, when they catch you in a wrong personnel grouping, you've got to be able to kind of cover up some mistakes there. You have gotta have some some you know, some broader horizons and and a broader skill set than just downhill run stuffer or sideline to sideline linebacker or edge rusher. Uh, you're looking for guys who can do all in one at this point and i i I don't know of a team in the country right now that has done a better job of of getting guys like that than georgia has and and they're just running around out there i wrote the column on it this morning that georgia uh, linebacker you is is in some good hands right now because of the way georgia has recruited linebackers in this class uh kip I'm, i'm gonna put you on the spot here real quick uh and and um, I'll put Rusty on the spot too if he wants to answer. Who do you like if if you had to pick one of these guys, and, and state your criteria? If you had to pick one of these guys, who would you pick out, out of the guys that Georgia signed last year and the guys they have committed this year?
3: What am I What am I choosing? Li- best linebacker? Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Just if you had to pick one of one of the linebackers, inside or outside that Georgia has signed or has committed for the last couple years,
3: who would you pick? Whoof. Okay, that's a that's a that's a rough one there. I I think if I'm talking a guy that I think I feel pretty good will be in the two deep in the next two years and playing some important snaps and and making an impact and in, in important football games for Georgia, you know I I kind of give the the edge to the, the small Munden. I think that you know Georgia at inside backer is you know, they're kind of banged up right now. But I, I think in the fall, you're hoping that, you know, you got N'Kobe Dean, you got Channing Tindall and Quay Walker. You got three guys, you know what you have in there. But I think Small Munden's a guy that could emerge, you know, as maybe that fourth guy this season. And then going into the next season could be, you know, really leaned upon to to be a guy that potentially could start for you in 2022. So for me, I, I think that you know he's just a guy that has everything you look for at an inside backer. He's got outstanding size. He's got the athleticism. He's got the mentality. And, and so, you know, he he's a guy that if I'm talking about if the criteria is the next two years, you know, Small Munden is definitely my guy. If I'm talking about in four years, you know, it might be it might be tough because I think the the sky is the limit for Xavier and sorry. I just think that down the road he's a guy that you know could could really really emerge as a, as a difference maker. But but I really like Small And I think that he's already you know showing some things and, and and giving the coaching staff in Athens a reason to be excited about. But that's to take nothing away from the group they have in this class. Like I said, I just think that the upside on Small and what he brings to the table just. His mental approach, his instincts, I think gives him the edge overall over the other guys just because I think that he's establishing early on that that he's ready to make an impact and that he fits everything they look for at the linebacker position.
1: I'm taking Jalen Walker. I think he's got the highest floor, and I think he's got a similarly high ceiling as the other guys. I love the coach's son thing. Um, I, 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 just like everything about him. I and I have, you know, this entire cycle and was very, very impressed that Georgia was able to kind of swing the tide in that recruitment to their favor and, and win a big battle over Clemson there. I thought that was really impressive. Rusty, who are you taking?
2: I, I, I'm i with Kip. I'll go small Monday. I think he's, I think he's a guy that's this new age backer, man, is kicking run. Um, I've been watching him now for three years and, he he is um he's got a lot of ceiling left to him. Very very kind of raw potential coming out of Paul County High School. You know, banged up a senior year, but everything Kip said right there, I think this guy is 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 going to be a player at Georgia. I think his best playing days are ahead of him. And you know, you see some kids that come into college that are just basically tapped out sometimes, and for lack of a better term, but this guy's got a lot a lot of ceiling left in him. I think he's going to be a very very good player at Georgia.
1: Already heard a lot of good things about him and from an athletic standpoint. Have, have a note up on him right now over at Dogs 24-7 from, uh, from spring practice. And uh, that is a good segue to let you guys know we're going to have another podcast this week talking about spring practice, what we're hearing out of there. Georgia has its first scrimmage this Saturday. It'll be practice number nine. Georgia has six in the books right now. They'll practice again um, Tuesday, Thursday, and then again on Saturday. Uh, and Saturday will be the first scrimmage, and they'll scrimmage this uh, this coming Saturday, the next Saturday, and then G day, um, and uh, nine practices left this spring. And come on over to Dogs 24/7, see some of the VIP stuff we have up on spring practice. What we're hearing, um, a receiver name that uh, you may not have expected, uh, one that you may expect a little bit of stuff on the cornerbacks jt daniels and the quarterbacks uh lots of buzz over at dogs 24-7 but for this episode of the junkyard dog cast i'm jake rowe with dogs 24-7 they're kip adams and rusty mansell from the same place and you guys take it easy